Hi, and welcome to my podcast. I'm Dr. John Cook. I'm so glad you joined us today as we continue our series on Systematic Theology 2. We're looking at lesson number 24 today on the doctrine of prayer. We'll get into our lesson right after this. Now join in progress part 8 of 8 in our study on the doctrine of prayer. Hebrews chapter 13 and verse 5 gives us another promise from God to claim. The scripture says, let your conversation be without covetousness and be content with such things as ye have. For he hath said, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. In this promise, we find the promise of his presence, that he is with us for all time. As we go about our daily lives, the Lord's presence is ever with us. There's never a time when we are alone. Though all men forsake us, the Lord is present with us. Look what Paul says in 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 16 through 18. He says, At my first answer, no man stood with me, but all men forsook me. I pray God that it may not be laid to their charge. Notwithstanding, the Lord stood with me and strengthened me, that by me the preaching might be fully known, and that all the Gentiles might hear. And I was delivered out of the mouth of the lion, and the Lord shall deliver me from every evil work, and will preserve me unto his heavenly kingdom, to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. Paul was alone, but not alone, and neither shall we be, though all men had forsaken him. He was left to himself. The Lord was with him. And when all men have forsaken us, the Lord will stand with us. He will strengthen us like he did the apostle Paul, that we may be the servant that he intends us to be. He will deliver us and preserve us to his glory. Thank God we have his presence. But don't forget that when it comes time for us to leave this world, that we are not alone. This is a great promise that God will not leave us alone ever. This is a promise we can claim in prayer and in faith believing. Look at the promise that we find that God makes in 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 9 through 10 which says, And he said unto me, My grace is sufficient for thee, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Most gladly, therefore, will I rather glory in my infirmities, that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Therefore, I take pleasure in infirmities, in reproaches, in necessities, in persecutions, in distresses for Christ's sake. For when I am weak, then am I strong. The Apostle Paul tells us that God spoke this promise. Then he tells us the effect of that promise upon his life. What effect would it have in our lives if we honestly believed that the Lord's grace was sufficient for us, that his strength was made perfect in weakness? We most certainly could take whatever comes our way if we believe this. If we knew that this promise was true, 
And it is true whether you believe it or not. From beginning to end, it is true. When the trials come into our lives, we can claim this promise in prayer, saying, Now, Lord, do as thou hast said. We have learned then that prayer is talking with the Lord, carrying on a conversation with the one who loved us and gave himself for us, that it is vital and must be presented humbly to our God. We've also learned that prayer is governed by the word of God and that it is real. We've learned that our prayers are to consist of adoration, confession, thanksgiving, and supplication for all men. We've learned that our prayers are to be directed to our Heavenly Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. We have also learned when and where we are to pray. That is, we have learned to pray always, anytime, any place, anywhere. Furthermore, the Bible tells us what we are to pray for and how we are to pray and the conditions and hindrances to our prayers. Knowing then all these things, what are we to conclude? Well, knowing is not enough. We must go on to pray claiming God's promises. Knowledge without application is useless. Knowing what God says about prayer is not enough. There must be the application of that knowledge. Application that demands of us that we simply pray. So let us apply the words of God to our prayer life. The greatest thing for us to learn is that God just wants us to pray. So then, let's pray, brother, pray. This then concludes Lesson 24 in our series on Systematic Theology 2. This is on the doctrine of prayer. We pray that God will bless you as we continue to move forward in our studies. We'll see you in our next lesson.